Welcome back to Two Blondes and a Microphone. Two Blondes and a Microphone. Are you so sick of doing that? <laughs> no, at this point it's like, I think it's just my signature along with my little phrase, motto, give it the old college try. We should just make sweatshirts thing. I gave it the college try. Now leave That's me it. alone. Now yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> I don't have any creative skills of making sweatshirts or slogans or anything like that. So, but keep saying it because I feel like it was so sad in my solo episode, not having that little commentary. It's hard going back and forth and even mention that and then not going back and forth for a full episode because you're continuously talking into a microphone and not having that communication between yourself and, and someone I feel else. Like even pausing to take like a mm-hmm. second for yourself is even weird because it's like <laughs> she's funny. Um, you don't know. If it's going to make people who are listening kind of weird it out mm-hmm. or... It was something I, I definitely know. had to learn because I redid my podcast, my solo episode, probably three times, I would say. Damn. Just because... That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she covered her mouth after saying damn. But I, I redid it just because you have these silent pauses. You're waiting for someone else to reply because mm-hmm. it's not a back and forth for 30 minutes and talking into a microphone for 30 minutes about what you've experienced is something kind of that strange. it's kind of yeah it's like yeah. a tongue twister in itself it's a little awkward but today i'm so happy to be back with you i missed you back in the studio oh wow i need to stop doing that that's the second time i've done that <laughs> i but, can't help it but you know what i'm excited for this week we're also recording this episode at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night, so just yes. everybody who's listening, just keep that in mind. <laughs> if that's any indication on how committed we are to this podcast. Two plugs in a microphone for life. <laughs> wow. You know what? Some Maybe sometimes I should film what Sam is sounding like and looking like at the same time and just post Ugh. it on our Instagram, just so you guys just can see. Just prop up the camera, like, right in the corner. Yeah. Have a little tripod going. I guess I should. I do have a camera with a tripod, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we are going to be talking about young love young today. Love. I feel like you have to cue a little, <laughs> a little Marvin Gaye or something like I'm that. I'm really hyper and right that, now. But that's good. That's what we need for the podcast. I hope I'm getting you all energized. Like, uh, shout out to Rachel Lee. I know you're listening to this right now, and I know this is gonna mean. The world to you, and you're probably listening to it at the gym, so get your booty going, girl. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we are talking about young love today, like Sam and I just said, and I think that this is something that we have all experienced by now, if you're listening to this podcast. The first, you know, the first kiss. The first boyfriend. The stories, the horror stories sometimes, that go along with it all. And then kind of moving from that first to okay, we have a little more feelings or your first like or you get the butterflies for the first time all the way to that first I love you that you ever said to someone. So it's an interesting topic, I feel like, just Mm -hmm. to see the development over time and how much young love has influenced us today. I just think it's going to be interesting to kind of talk about our experiences in relation, like previous relationships Um, because I think that 
even without those, like not even in regards to the relationships we're currently in, just like in life in general, I feel like without those, some of the things in my life wouldn't have happened if some of those things didn't happen. You know, everything happens for a reason. It's so cliche, but I think a lot of that comes from just being with someone and learning what you like, learning what you don't like, learning what's important to you mm-hmm. and like what you can work with and what you can't. And you learn from those experiences. Yes, and it's very important and it doesn't matter like how old you are when you do it. It's just important then you that you eventually will have those relationships that you can learn through, I guess. I definitely, and this is something that's kind of different, explained to a lot of friends if they ever do go through a breakup or a hard time with a guy, is in life you're looking for the cherry on top. And (laughs) when it's true, you are. You're looking for something to complete that Sunday. But first, in order to get that cherry on top, you have to start out with the vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream or whatever, strawberry sherbet, whatever you want to choose. And and I'm dead serious when I explain this. Because that your first boyfriend is definitely ice cream. It's great, but like you want whipped cream and you want hot chocolate and you want the whole sundae. Yeah, or hot, hot, or hot fudge, whatever it's called. It's still chocolate. I don't judge ice cream, especially. I don't judge. But you know what I mean? You build that up. You build that relationship up by learning from different experiences and through different people. Because I would not be in the relationship I'm in and know fully what I'm looking for mm-hmm. or was looking for in an individual if I didn't go through breakups or heartbreak or these phases of liking someone because I have gotten ice cream and I have Mm -hmm. gotten some toppings and now I do have the cherry on top. And so I think it takes time to build up to that. And some people it's quicker. Some people it's slower. It just kind of depends and there's no wrong or right way to do it. It's just like, you know, I think you and I went through similar situations in high school and we learned very quickly, like on the younger side about what we want in a person, what's important to us and like, what we don't want to go through again. Mm -hmm. And I think that having those experiences, especially like the two we'll talk about today, is just like they were serious when we were younger. So it's like now that we had that serious relationship so early on and now we're at a point where we're in even more serious relationships, it's like that has helped me get to steps I didn't think I'd be able to get to yet, if that makes sense. No, it does. It's kind of a weird way to put it. It does. It's like, it's very hard to explain, but I know you know what I'm talking about because we've both been in mm-hmm. those situations. It's like so in, getting yeah. into that and how you got to that point, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your first. My first First what? kiss, first boyfriend, whatever you want to go into. <sighs> okay. So I told Kate, I was starting to tell Casey this story before we started recording, but she wanted me to stop so she could naturally react to it. So when I was in, I think, seventh grade... I had my first kiss. Uh, I won't name names. Ow! But I was, I think, 13 at the time, or, yeah, 13. And when I was in seventh grade, everyone used to come to my house. Everyone used to hang out at my house. And I had this group of friends that we all liked the same group of guys. Like, everyone liked a different guy in the friend group, so we all hung out. It was very weird. Very, like, teenage romantic movie-like. And... We would have them over all the time at my house, and um, we had this spare bedroom in my basement, okay? This is not what it's about to sound like, I promise, but there was a spare bedroom, 
in my basement where we hung out and we called it the smush room Imagine I thought that was literally the funniest <laughs> name ever. Let's go to Sam's house and go to the, the smush, smush room. room. And, like, literally it's the most awkward and cringy thing to talk about at this point. But it was definitely a thing for my friends and I. And, like, if you guys are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You were there. We, we all know it's not a secret. But the smush room was kind of, like, a very uncomfortable position to be put in. Because when you're 12, 13, 14, however you old you are in middle school like it was awkward because it'd be like one guy and a girl going in the smush room and then everybody else in the basement wanting to peer in and see what they were doing so when I had my first kiss I was in the smush room with somebody and all of my friends were on the other side of the door like listening so everyone obviously knew what was going on in the smush room because we all like whenever anyone else was in there I was always trying to peep through like the little crack in the door and see what they were doing in there and people would do it to me too so then I had my first kiss in there and it was the most uncomfortable thing because it was literally like we were standing up like, no. not even sitting down, just standing up in the middle of the bedroom and just a, a weird, awkward peck, and that was it. But you know what? That is so huge. <laughs> like, I remember this is so weird to talk about, but <laughs> my first kiss was a freshman or a sophomore in high school, I think. I, I was early. Jeez. Yeah. What the heck, Sam? No. A freshman or sophomore in high school, and I won't name names because we're not doing that. We decided that that's not appropriate whatsoever, but talking about our experiences, we feel like are our own story, so it's okay. Yeah. So anyways, we we just came back from a dance, and I was super excited to be his date because he went to a different school, and I was walking him up the stairs from the basement to the main floor because his dad was there to pick him up, oh boy. and I wanted to say goodbye, and he turned around on a different level of the stairs and tried to kiss me but we were on opposite levels you know uh-huh. i was two yeah. stairs up or something so one of us had to lean like, down lean and one had to go on our tippy toes oh it was so awkward but i'm pretty sure my face because i didn't know what makeup was at that time was yep. be red oh i'm sure be red yeah but i mean come on that's, that's such a good first kiss story it's thinking so back. cringy, like, thinking about it now, and, like, obviously you don't know when you're when you're doing it and when you're in that moment, you don't know, but as you get older and you're going through different things, you're like, holy mother mm-hmm. of everything that is right in the world, that was the cringiest moment of my life. Now you think about it. Yes. It was just... Cringy. Bleh. Like, I don't know. I, so, I, going know. from that, going to from first boyfriend or first kiss or first butterflies, in a sense... Going to something maybe a little more official, maybe a high school sweetheart or something like that. Yeah. How has that changed or how did that change? Like from the first kiss to Progressing into that relationship. Well, I think it when I was younger, in high school at least, I, I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. It was just, I know, I know this is like a weird way to put it, but everyone had things with each other. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yes. No things. one was dating. Everyone just had a thing with someone things else. Things are such a weird concept. It's like you're it's dating stupid. or you're hooking up, but a thing is like, no, like you're you can't practically talk to dating, but I you're not labeling it. Them. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. But I was one of those girls that like didn't really date a lot of people at first, and I had things with a lot of people because that seemed like the normal thing to do at the time. But when I was a junior, I think I was a junior, yes, I was a junior in high school, Mm -hmm. I met 
my first serious boyfriend. And he was a sophomore in high school at the time. So you're younger than me. Not not the worst thing I ever did. You know, you're still in high school. You're not really at that point where there's a huge maturity difference yet. But I met him through a friend of... So, like, it's my friend's brother's best friend, which sounds so strange and just, like, everyone talks about, like, your best friend's brother or, like, something weird like that. But, no, it was my best friend's brother's best friend. So, that's how he and I met. And he and I ended up dating for a year and a half, I think. But there was a lot of unexpected things that happened during that time of because I was obviously a year older and I went to college and was choosing where I was going to school way before he was and he ended up moving to Los Angeles I think like more than halfway through our relationship so he moved the summer going into my senior year so we ended up dating for a long time it feels like a long time but he ended up moving And we still dated from when he moved in August to when we broke up around my prom, so probably in like April. So we dated for almost two years, and we flew back and forth from LA. I cannot believe your parents let you do that. They didn't have a choice. I was I was a very defiant teenager at that point because I was eighteen super early. So he moved in August. I turned 18 in September. So I was like, okay, I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't stop me. I'm going. So I went there twice. He came to Chicago, I think, three times because he was looking at colleges. And I had already decided where I was going at that point, I think. But just thinking about it now, like, being a senior in high school, obviously, like, your classes are different. Like, there's not as much stress. Your senior year is supposed to be fun. And I had a lot of fun with my friends and everything like that, but I was always wanting to go back and see him. And I know he was kind of doing the same thing, which is definitely not the healthiest thing to put yourself through as a teenager, just in general. And I think it's... Honestly, like, it sounds ridiculous to me now that I flew out there two different times and stayed in his house... And, like, slept there for a weekend with, like, his parents around. And, like, to me, that just sounds, like, insane as an 18-year-old. Like, you're in high school. Like, that's not supposed to happen yet. Mm -hmm. And I think that that relationship particularly made me mature a lot quicker than I expected. Um, Just because I feel like we weren't ready to give up on our relationship yet when he moved. So we both kind of took that and ran with it and we're just hoping for the best because his parents were totally cool with him coming and that sort of thing my parents are just a little bit more strict about that at the time yeah so I kind of just gave them my money and made them buy my ticket for me because I didn't have a credit card <laughs> so I was like so we're yeah. really at all the stages of I don't have a credit card yeah. and my boyfriend lives across the country and I'm 18 yep but I need you guys to do this for me and they were so angry about it they did not want to do it for me they they didn't not like him or the fact that I was dating him. They just didn't like the fact that I was almost putting like him above school, friends, sports yeah. at the time. And I definitely was because I, like you and I talked about, I, you know, was in love with this boy. Yeah. This was my first real experience with like real like feelings. And that's weird to 
put, but it was just, I knew that I wasn't ready to move on from him when he moved. And I know that he felt the same way, but then at some point with like me getting ready to move away to college and him starting his senior year in high school, it just got more and more difficult to which is understandable make too. things happen. Yeah. And I think he was kind of restricting himself and I was restricting myself. But it was a big learning experience. It's definitely still a big part of my life, to be honest. Like, he and I still, we're on great terms. Like, he and I are still friends. We talk occasionally. Um, and he's someone that I hope that is in my life for a long time. Because mm-hmm. I, I know it's weird to be friends with your exes. Like, I know that that's just a weird concept. And it usually isn't that it's way. Just, like, I am I'm not that way at all. But it's, I mean, it's nice to be that way and to be yeah. comfortable doing that and having a friend or making a friend out of it or continuing a friendship I should say yeah and the thing is too is even when I go home I know I'm not gonna see him like he lives in California still so I know that there's no way I'll ever bump into him at any point in time yeah yeah and that absolutely makes sense especially with him being from here I guess if that makes sense yeah he moved he was one of those people that his dad's job made them move like every couple years got it so he's moved he lived in L.A. before and then moved back a second time. So he's been all over, you know, the United States. And he was born in Lebanon. Oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah, and he's 100% Dutch. Like, he just, he's a very different human being. And that was, like, a big thing for me. It was a huge, like, I know I wanted to know everything. Because mm-hmm. my mom grew up the same way he grew up. Because she moved all over the country when she was younger for my grandpa's business. So it was yeah. kind of cool to see it happen two different ways. But, um, yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, I don't think, yeah, it's Murphy. Honestly, <laughs> She's jumping down from the bed. any sounds you just hear in the background, just assume it's Murphy because <laughs> we try to keep her busy and we don't want to leave her alone anywhere, like outside in my front room, but I feel bad. We distract her with the bone and then it makes more noise. Yeah, there, there we go. We, there we go. Casey tried to put scrunchies around it and she took them off pretty quickly. It doesn't quickly. work. So, you know what? Here's the real true nitty-gritty this is how it's this gonna is be just a podcast it's a podcast of two girls who and just found a microphone now two and a dog yeah and we have dog. two microphones i don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed but the difference in quality bang is on point my brother kind of got mad at me for not realizing it sooner so he suggested we get two microphones and we did and now here we are we figured it out and here we are but now i want to hear about your first serious relationship yeah, so I, like I said, I kind of laugh because I think about those moments where you're sitting on the stairs or standing on the stairs and you have your first kiss all the way to something I'm experiencing now and everything in between. And I think the analogy of the whole ice cream sundae has completely been true in my life. So I have dated guys, but you know what? I completely describe them as that typical high school relationship where you have the butterflies and you get excited because someone else is choosing to love you in a sense or like you. It's not like you're born into a family and they love you and support you. It's someone else is choosing you and loving you and supporting you by themselves. So I always thought that was an amazing feeling. Like that's a big deal when you're younger too because like you don't totally understand the whole concept of it yet but Mm -hmm. like but you feel it. The idea you feel of it. it is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like that is serious adult-like relationship feelings. So I think the first time that I was able to understand the difference between 
feeling these little butterflies or loving someone had to do with the amount of effort that was actually put into a relationship. So I, of course, dated, like I was saying, those high school typical relationships that you get the butterflies in your stomach for. I've had one serious boyfriend in my past, um, and that was my senior year of high school. So I think I could say that's the first time I was able to completely care about someone Mm -hmm. and put my whole heart into a relationship. And... It's funny because I look back at it and a lot of people either have these stories of we had to break up for this reason or like we got in a fight or this or that. And I think it was one of those relationships, especially in high school, that we were so fully like respectful of each other mm-hmm. and understanding of what we both wanted out of life. Um, and I think that's when I realized like how much you could start caring for a poor person. Mm-hmm respecting what they want to do in life and caring about their future plans just as much as yours and realizing that a choice has to be made over that person's happiness and saying, okay, well, maybe it's not going to work out for us, but this is how much I care about you. I know that you have to do X, Y, or Z. So I dated this guy for probably a year or so, and I think that's the first time where I really experienced a family beyond mine. He had a great family. Um, we got along so well. I literally would go over to his cousin's house. Like that's how close we were. Um, that's he had a great I sibling. Had, right? Yeah, that's great sibling relationship. And um, it's funny because I feel like I've learned so much from that relationship, even though I was really young. Because I have based that relationship on a lot of my college relationships saying, is this person respecting me as much as he did? Or That's is, a big deal. And, and it was. And I think we ended on good terms and it was all for the right reasons and that year was great and we learned a lot about our individual selves. Mm-hmm. But that respect is what I kind of based myself off of going into college saying, is this person respecting me and loving me the same way as I deserve to be loved? And is this person making me not only happy but comfortable in my own skin um and I was very strict with that in college going forward knowing that I had these ideals or morals going in Mm -hmm. and I know how much that I could be loved so I didn't let anyone give me any less love than I know I deserved yeah so I think that that's what it taught me the most is how much someone can love me Mm -hmm. um and bring out the best in me and obviously I went through, well, not obviously, I went throughout college not dating anyone. I mean, I went on dates. And I think I had a couple turn into more than one date kind of thing. Right. I have some really bad college date stories. So awkward. They're really awkward, I think, because right right around my freshman or sophomore year, I would say Tinder started up or or Snapchat was just starting. Oh my gosh, that was rough. Your sophomore year of college? I think so. That's when I first got it. I got oh, Snapchat really late. Serious? I was going to say, I think I had mine in like eighth grade. I got Snap. I did not get Snapchat the first few years it was around. Oh, jeez. I know. I know. Who am I? Like, jeez. That's how but I communicated with people. I, like, even now, here like, I am don't calling, text people. emailing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old line. soul. I've always been like that where I was 18 and I always felt like a 25 year old and I'm. 22 now and I feel like you feel like a 27 year old I feel like I should be 27 28 kind of thing I just age myself which is great um but anyways going back to that young love I feel like I learned 
a lot from the little relationships, but that one relationship, I think, defined what I was looking for and how much worth I saw myself going forward. And um, a lot of college, to me, is very interesting. Like I was saying, it's all Tinder and Snapchat. And I was it's really like, never about Honestly, that. it's like a lot of crap. It's a lot of crap. You... And I had too honest, much self-worth to deal with a lot of that crap in college, yeah. if I'm being honest. There's no reason to deal with it, because everyone knows what it is here. Just in colleges in general. Yeah. It's like, it's just a bunch of people who are trying to figure out what they want. They don't want anything serious. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, it's a big game. Yeah, that's honestly, how, That's yes. how I look at it. It's just a big game to almost everybody, except for like, 10% yeah, of the five, ten people here. <laughs> It's just a big game. Like, you date people because it's fun in the moment, and then you're done, like, a couple months later, and then you're ready for a new one. You're ready for a new person. You're ready to experience something else. Yeah, and I was personally never like that. I mean, obviously, you aren't either, and you're in that phase, but I feel like you've aged yourself a little bit, too, in a sense where you're like, I I feel like I'm in a really serious relationship, even for a junior in college, because you and Ryan, obviously... Are very different than the stereotype that we're describing. Yeah. Um, and you and Jack, you didn't meet Jack here. No, actually, it's kind of funny. I did not meet Jack here, but I met Jack while I was in college. It just didn't happen right away. It, well, right? Yes. So I I met Jack. This is kind of funny. So my best friend and his best friend are siblings, and so we would go to the same lake house every summer. From high school into college and everything. So I saw him kind of grow up and he saw me kind of grow up. But it was always that two separate groups. You only saw him in a then, sense. right? I only saw him then. Yeah. And, he was um, probably always that, that my, like, mysterious, good-looking guy that was I'm always there. I'm not even there. joking. I told him. So my last time we were both up there at the same time, I thought he was so good-looking. And I told a couple girls that were up there. But... He's four years older than me, and so I'm like, I'm not going to go talk to that guy. There's no way. I'm just turning, I think I was just turning 20 or 21, so you're starting to drink and everything. And he's like, oh, try this. And I'm like, okay, well, he's And he's all like, Casey's so cute. (laughs) I don't even know his name. Um, But anyways, in 2018, the summer of 2018, I didn't go to the lake house Mm -hmm. because, as you can hear my last podcast individual episode i was in europe with my brother and he actually messaged me asking where i was no way yeah you've never told me this jack yes. she's and exposing so, you i'm exposing him and so he messaged me asking where i was and he continuously was asking me on dates and i said no and <laughs> i'm and i'm not trying to out no. him but my mentality or my thought process was my best friend and his best friend are siblings this can get weird he's known that family for longer than I have, but we are both, like, fourth and fifth siblings in that family. We really are. And so I thought it would be a weird dynamic, and then later that fall, earlier that winter, I just decided that I was going to go for it, and here we are today. here we are. A year year, plus later. A year and a half in, and uh, still going to Cooper's Hawk. (laughs) I like... Eating way too much food together. Even though on the first day, I would not eat anything. mm -mm. Oh my gosh. Oh no, you don't do that on the first date. You wait a while. Let's and talk then about you just... that real first date though. Chap. <sighs> it's so awkward. Okay, my first date though with Ryan, he's never really been on a date before. So it was extra awkward and I felt like extra uncomfortable because 
he's one of those people who's shy until you get to know him, and okay. then he's like, he's just kind of out there. Yeah. And it's and it's great, and I love that about him. But when we went on our first date, it was so uncomfortable because the restaurant wasn't full. It was like him and oh, I and another really? like couple or maybe two more. <laughs> like it was barely anyone in there, and he and I had just both gotten off of work. So we came from working all day together to then going on a date right after. Which is kind of awkward. Yes, but he really wanted to do it, so I just Aww. agreed because I also wanted to. He had been coming over to my apartment for a while, and we yeah. hadn't like actually gone out yet. So we did that, and it was... But first dates can be awkward. It was very awkward, and I'll be honest, like, I wasn't sure how to go about, like, I don't know what the right word is, but it's not fixing it. It's like you don't want to have more uncomfortable dates, so I I gave it the good old college Let's try. squeeze that one in there. But even, and, like, yeah. eating portions, I know that was a big thing on first dates that I went up to. On, really? I was like, oh, gosh, I'm only going to have one piece of this. Mm. I just don't eat. I think I'm just too nervous or oh, I'm eat. overthinking everything, which is awesome. Now it's like I go to Cooper's Hawk and I'm stuffing bread down yeah. my face. I only say Cooper's Hawk because that's where our first date was and we just went there for Valentine's Day. And it's oh, so, so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so good. Um but you, you're thinking about, is there something in my teeth? Is this Your going well? Going what is he nuts. thinking? Your brain is literally going nuts. Um, so it's kind of funny to see the difference between going from that first kiss on the stairs and going into what we are in now and learning so much from those different layers of the Sunday, I guess is how I would describe it. Yeah. And I just think like now... Like, we were talking about how our early relationships have kind of helped us um, mature and and know what we're looking for in relationships now and kind of just having really good ones. I think that you and I are in the best relationships ever. I think that they're both super strong. And we actually hang out, the four of us, all the time. Whenever Jack comes and visits, we go to lunch or we go to dinner. Yeah. It's Ancho and Agave or Ancho and Agave. See, if you need... Bloomington Normal Recommendations, there you go. It's the best restaurant ever, but, you know, Jack is helping Ryan try and find a job right now. You and I do this in our free time. So it's nice. You never really know what things are going to lead to, so take just totally take that chance. Give that guy or girl a chance, Mm -hmm. because after the first date, if it doesn't go well, you don't have to see them again. Otherwise, maybe you'll start going on double dates with your podcast co-host. I love that this grew into, like, from young love into, like, current. And that's okay, because it's, like, you want to see how it kind of, like... Transition to where you are. Like, you grow Mm -hmm. as a person, because then each relationship teaches you more about yourself and what you know you don't want to be like and what you know you don't want. And I think it's nice because you definitely grow with each other. Oh, yeah. And you're cheering each other on, and when you're fully ready to understand almost you found what you deserve and you're accepting of that, you have each other to bounce that off of, if that makes sense, where you're each understanding that you're deserving of one another and that's an awesome thing. I don't, I'm I'm sure this goes for you and Jack, but I have never felt so comfortable with, with someone that isn't like a close friend of mine. Yeah. Like I've never had a relationship like this where I am completely myself I feel like I can talk to him about anything Mm -hmm. and I've never felt that way before like you say that you do and you can but like 
I truly talked to him. I need his advice about stuff. Like, what would you do? I talked to him about literally anything and everything. Yeah. He helps me with my homework and he my He helps projects. us with these microphones. He helps us figure out how to use our computers. Because there's no way we'd be able to do this if he didn't help us. And it's just wild to see how much... Just in, like, ourselves, I think, and I've watched you, and you've watched me go through stuff, just me being in college, and I've watched you go through stuff being in college, too, and it's, like, seeing where we've transitioned and gone into, and, like... We found that not only we are happy, but also comfortable. I don't... I think it's good to be both and not just one or the other. You don't want to be comfortable in a relationship, but not happy, or Mm -hmm. happy, but not comfortable. So, we found that comfort and that happiness level, and I think... We're both in the phase where, and I hope that I can express this to a lot of you guys listening, where you don't want to ever be finished truly falling in love with the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. I think I find different things about Jack I learn every day that just make me fall in love with him more. And I want to be 70 years old and not have that stop. I don't want to have a limit or capacity on the love that you can be sharing with someone. So... I don't want to be a finished of falling in love with him because I think you learn something new or how the person loves you just as much or even more and you want to see that growth between the two of you. So and That's the crazy I, thing about life. You, you never really know what each portion of their love life or your love life is going to get you. you. So just go completely in. Just try to not only be happy but be comfortable in the relationship you're in. And... I feel like don't only look for growth in yourself or growth in the other person, but growth as a whole together. And I just think that like, this is when I knew, I think that a lot of relationships are like when you think you're interested in someone, I think like a good way to tell is I kind of compared my feelings about Ryan before we started dating to a second grade crush. <laughs> like I always wanted to be around him. I always wanted to see him, but... I didn't express any sort of feeling towards him. I just liked to see him at work. I yeah. was able to see him. I wanted to be doing whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't felt that way in a very, very long time. And that's when you I was You found that like, best friend and not only boyfriend aspect. Just like the, the overwhelming feeling of like wanting to be near him without even knowing him mm-hmm. that well was just like, okay, for me, I needed to be like, all right, I know this person is worth it for me and I need to give it a shot like an actual genuine shot definitely and like if I get shot down I'll cry get over it but like look at where I ended up five months later actually it's actually our five-month anniversary today oh there you go yeah so it's just like it's very interesting how things happen Mm -hmm. like he and I wouldn't have met each other if he hadn't been going to school here for a fifth year and if we hadn't both got gotten a job at Young America and that's really weird to think about yeah how chance you kind of just let it happen. So yeah. to sum it up, what are three things that you would tell someone listening to almost take a chance on or any advice you have on young love in three brief synopsis of what we've talked about? I kind of was thinking about my takeaways from my first serious relationship and kind of like what I'm happy I got out of it because that breakup was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But looking back at it now, I think that, like you were talking about with the respect, I think I figured out exactly what I wanted in someone else and how I wanted them to respect me. Not that this person didn't respect me, but I knew that it needed to be more and I knew I wasn't going to settle. And then two, I said maturity because going through, not that, you know, 
someone's relationship is more serious than someone else's, but you will mature depending on situations. No matter what you will, every relationship makes you mature in that sense. And I just think that that's probably the most important thing I got out of it because I grew up. I got over the jealousy part. I just kind of like calmed down after that and kind of really thought about what I was looking for in a person and was just kind of kind of let it happen from there. And then uh, my third one's kind of kind of cliche. It's letting go. Um, I know it's really hard to do, but like that was my, that was like really hard for me right after we broke up. It took me a long time to kind of like move on and feel comfortable meeting and trying to like meeting new people, trying new things. And it was like, he was always in the back of my mind kind of a thing. And then there was one point where I just finally was like, I need to let this go. Like it can still be a part of my life, but I need to let this go and stop letting it be a part of my present. Definitely. Because it's not relevant for me anymore, but it has given me so much. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that definitely does. And I think for me, what I can portray, not necessarily in a list format, is love is risky and scary and sometimes can be intimidating in my mind. Mm -hmm. The comparing of other relationships or past relationships of the one you've fallen for, and it could fall apart. But if you think about it, it has an equal chance to fall altogether. That's a good way to put it. You have a way with words, woman. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. I don't know about that. A freaking Sunday and, you know, your whipped cream and your cherry. (laughs) I've always said that, I swear. But seriously, when it feels scary or makes you nervous to jump into a relationship, I find that it is exactly what you need or exactly what that push is. So when you're scared or you feel like you should jump into a relationship, that's usually for a reason. That's usually expected. You want to feel like there should be a shove or a push because if you don't have that feeling of wanting to try, then that's kind of a red flag. Yeah. So being with my best friend is something that I strove for and I've definitely reached and I'm there now. I really think that if I had to make a list, number two would be finding a best friend in your boyfriend Mm -hmm. or significant other. I'm only saying boyfriend because that's who I'm with. with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And number three, find someone who, and this is not my quote, but find someone who's your Sunday morning and not your Saturday night. Ooh. And I really like that. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That kind of hit me weird. (laughs) Um, Because when you find someone who is your Sunday morning and not your Saturday night, that person who tells you you're beautiful after they just wiped a tear off your face and handed you a makeup wipe, and that walks into the room and just drives you wild when you see them you have found the best thing that you never have planned to found, find. And I think that that's something you just have to accept and it's going to be challenging at times, mm-hmm. especially if you're hard on yourself and you don't think you're deserving of that love, but get that, give that love a chance. Everyone Because you never know it. what young love is going to bring about and it could be that cherry on top. It could be and you never know. You just have to give it all a chance and like let it play out the way it's supposed to and just... Oh, I don't know. It's just letting things happen. Things happen for a reason. Definitely. Everything does. And, like, it's really hard to wrap your brain around sometimes in certain situations, no matter what it is. But everything does happen for a very specific reason. And you might not know it. And, like, you just have to kind of ride the wave, man. <sighs> Young and love. like, the definition of it. Young love. He's my Saturday morning, Saturday night, and my Sunday morning. Oh, dang. <laughs> Well, thank you 
you guys so much for tuning in to Two Blondes in a Microphone. We Again. hope you enjoyed our little podcast about young love, finding the one, and what you should maybe be looking for in that Sunday morning and not so much that Saturday night. I'm just saying. I know. I know what you're saying. The quote makes complete sense, but I'm telling you, we're party animals. We love to go out on Saturdays, so I love to be able to go out on Saturday and, like, go out to breakfast on Sunday. That's my Jack thing. and I are sleeping at 9.30. Dude, I have to tell you guys a little story before we uh, check we'll, out We'll here. end with this. We'll end with it. She, Casey texted me knowing darn well that Ryan and I were planning on going out this past Saturday, and she teased me hard because jack whenever he's here they don't go out and that's cool that's their vibe whatever i'm not even joking i texted her at 9 30 and that's when we were finishing a movie not starting finished hercules <laughs> and i loved farts. every second of it we had a glass of wine we watched some hercules and we were in bed and i love it we are old and that's that but she kept sending me pictures of him and murphy and I was like, guys, you need to come out because Casey told me they might want to come out. I said, guys, got to come out. And then Ryan was like, oh, my God, I'll buy them drinks. And then Casey was just like, ha, we're in bed. Didn't come out. I was like, you. Next time. Next time. Next time. We'll, we'll see. We'll keep, we'll keep you updated. Sam will honestly keep you updated. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Follow us at on Instagram at, at two bonds and a mic. Again, microphone's too long for Instagram for some reason. They don't like us. They don't like us. <laughs> but go ahead and give us a follow. Recommend us to your friends. If you have any comments, go ahead and DM us about anything that you'd be interested in and hearing about or yeah. any advice that you want to hear a little bit more about. We'd be happy to share with you. So thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. And make sure to tune in every Thursday. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.